Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to Listen to This Shit, where me and Mel just talk about whatever we want. I'm Joan. And I'm Mel. Welcome back. We're so excited to be. Is this like our fourth episode now? Yes, this is our fourth episode. I'm so excited. We're talking about movies and film, which is something we're both passionate about. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and we're also going to be throwing in some other like little recommendations that we um, have because why not? This is what we do on a daily basis. Yes, we literally, I mean, at one point, me and I would literally go to the movies on the weekly, like on the weekly. Yes, $5 Tuesdays at our local movie theater. It's great. Yes, I miss that a lot. I'm, I miss this so much. <laughs> I do too. It used to bring me so much joy. It really did. Honestly, though, it really did. Like when you really take it out and it's just like, oh my God, like, it takes away something to do because like when you live in the midwest there's really not much to do mm-hmm. i feel like most podcasters are from the midwest just want to say that <laughs> i think they are like a lot of them grew up freaking from cleveland i feel like a lot of people are from cleveland cleveland or honestly indiana indianapolis yeah which i get it because those are i mean cleveland isn't really a small town but like it's in the midwest like it's nice but like ain't no one trying to be like oh let's go to cleveland me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah let's do our weekly recap before we get into it so um just for everyone knows i just made these bomb ass spring rolls okay let me lay down the recipe okay so i got the rice paper so then i love greens when i make a salad i love greens i didn't get kale but i did get red leaf lettuce and then i got uh, green bell pepper some cucumber I put some cream cheese in it okay and then I got some shrimp okay let me tell y'all let me tell y'all and then I dip it with soy sauce and the spicy mayo and I put it in the same bowl and they just happen to mix together bruh Bruh. listen that shit that shit had no reason to hit I made some this week as well and I guess I'll give my ingredients um I used Again, the rice paper, it's like, um, I forget what brand it is, but they sold it at our uh, local grocery store, Kroger. So I'm sure you could find it in any Asian section at any grocery store. It's pretty easy. And then I also went the route with green bell peppers. I also got me some nice romaine lettuce. Um, I got some pretty shredded carrots because I just did not feel like um, cutting it up myself. You know, be lazy, have fun with it. I got some jalapenos. I did put a little bit of cream cheese in mine and a couple of them just so I can have some like different texture. And then um, I added some cucumber too. And then in some of them, I did put some smoked salmon in there to go with the cream cheese. It was a really good blend of flavor. Um, And then I made myself, oops, I am so sorry about that. I also made my own uh, peanut sauce, which I'm a huge fan of peanut sauce in general, especially with a good Thai burrito and some tofu. Perfect. I love that. Yes. So I guess we, we've been eating good this week. We have been. I've been trying to eat. I honestly have been attempting to eat more plant-based and with fish this week. And I didn't say I completely failed, but I have been still eating like at least chicken. 
So, I mean, did I take the steak out yesterday? I lied. I had a grande scrambler with no meat. Nice. Yeah, I lied. Actually, it was a steak. Oh, well, but one, <laughs> one thing I will have to say as someone being plant-based for like almost four years, um, of course, I have to brag about it a little bit. I've kind of became more of a flexitarian when it comes to my diet, just accepting the fact that why should we limit ourselves what our body wants and what our body needs? But I will say it is okay Mm. to have days where you don't um, exactly follow your diet or where where you restrict yourself, you know, as long as you, like, if you're primarily plant-based and you're like, I don't know, 95% plant-based, 5% not that's fine. It's your body and what you got to do to take care of it. And I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, I get that. I feel like ultimately I might be, become a flexitarian, like flexitarian because I mean, I am eat. I'm trying to more. And I think it's always been telling Ashley this too. I'm like, maybe it's a thing where I may not, I might cut down the amount I meet and then just like bring up the amount of plant-based and seafood, but still eat shrimp, not shrimp, chicken or steak or anything like that from time to time. But I think that's what I'm, I think that's what I'm gonna like do ultimately because mm-hmm. I am starting to find more like plant based foods and trying to do like eat more of that and just like explore more recipes. Yeah, Pinterest is a good, 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 good place for that. I found so many cool recipes. I made like a um, vegan slash vegetarian. I would say because I put actual egg in it. Um, I made like a ramen stir fry and it only cost like $10 to make. And it was so good. So flavorful. And honestly, after just having like one bowl, it was enough for me because the, the amount of flavor in it, highly recommend found it on Pinterest. Yeah. I, I like that. I do go to Pinterest from time to time. Um, but honestly, the only thing is I'm really eating, you know, you know, me, I'm eating my avocado toast, my eggs, uh, my yogurt to bowl. So some other, I guess some other good things that happened to me this week. Um, I ate real good this week because on Taylor's birthday, my boyfriend turned 24 this week and um, I decided to treat him and take him to this really nice high end restaurant downtown. And he always wanted to try the Wagyu steak. So it's like the creme de la creme of good steak. It literally melts in your mouth when you eat it. So I'm like, well, it's my birthday boy. Um, and I feel like we don't treat our partners or I guess our boyfriends well enough. So why not treat him to some good food? And best believe I we ate good that night, okay? There was a Caesar salad with in-house made-to-order croutons. They also had a nice crunch. And then when you bite in the inside, it's nice and soft and buttery. Loved that. And then the mashed potatoes, it was like a whipped mashed potato with um, garlic. So it was very soft and creamy. Again, it melted in your mouth. And then we had some good cocktails. Taylor got to try the, um, what is it? Ryan Reynolds gin, the aviation gin. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really good. It was a good cocktail. We're big cocktail fans. We have a bar cart. Wow. I didn't know Ryan Reynolds had his own alcohol. I mean, what celebrity doesn't have their own alcohol? I know. I was... I was talking to Ashley yesterday about that. I was like, I was telling her about um, our dinner and I was like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds has, a, has his own alcohol. She's like, really? I said, what celebrity at this point does not? Right. It's either they got a makeup brand, they got a clothing brand or they got alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, this week has been pretty chill. Um, I got my bedroom rearranged. It feels pretty good in here. I'd highly recommend it if you're kind of in an emotional slash mental funk. Definitely take the time to rearrange your space and see like how it feels after that. Because sometimes we get stuck in the monotony of life. And when you keep things the same, sometimes it just does not feel great. So totally recommend some feng shui and rearrange. Yes, I'm preparing myself for some spring feng shui, spring cleaning. It's like, as much as I'm like, oh my God, I have to move so much, but I'm like, I know I'm going to feel good after. And it's something that I do look forward to because just getting rid of my stuff and then rearranging my room. And I mean, more like I'm just going to get rid of my bed frame and put my mattress on the ground and just wait to get a new one until I get my refund, which I really hope is enough this year. I hope it's, I feel like it's going to be my biggest amount like yet since I'm filing by myself Mm -hmm. and plus I got like school and I can do that credit because I didn't get the stimulus check because I was claimed so (gasps) yeah I owe like a thousand dollars because of being unemployed I would just like to say the government and the IRS is trash you ain't lying speak no I know I always speak the truth (laughs) Yeah, what have you done this week? Um, honestly, just chill around. Like, class. Well, not class. On Tuesday, we also, me and I also went to Piata for dinner for our date night. We both thrifted each other an outfit, um, which was actually, I want to say, like, easier for me, but it kind of was. But honestly, it's hard shopping for me. But that Piata hit. I had that, uh, the mac and cheese, the hot chicken mac and cheese. I want to try their mac and cheese so bad actually really good it was really good um and the chicken was hot like it was spicy finally some places really don't do that i didn't expect yeah i did not expect it and i was like oh wow but it was good and then what else did i do yesterday i was kind of in a crummy mood me and my mom kind of got into a fight but i don't really want to talk about it and then it was kind of dreary out yesterday like like it was just dreary and i felt like I only had enough time to actually do my homework because everyone wanted me to do something for them. Like, damn. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then today- Yeah, yesterday yesterday was kind of gross. Yeah, it was gross. And then today I was able, I started filming. So yeah, guys, I'm filming a new video for my channel. Please go ahead, check it out. It's going to be live on Monday. But yeah, I'm fil- I was filming a video today. I was filming the billion- billionaire slash billion dollar morning routine nice so i was up at like seven got up at eight filmed went to the store got my spring roll stuff made it to class had class did my little section because we all had to present clips in my special film topic class we're talking about reimagining the half hour comedy so of course your girl picked insecure because what 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 other choice yeah i mean honestly i think my second choice was atlanta so oh my gosh and honestly watching the first four episodes like i'm gonna pretty much watch the first season of insecure again and it's so interesting because i'm like man like i really miss these things like it's so much brighter also if you really think about it insecure has pseudo surrealist vibes a la atlanta and it was really apparent on this time around watching it it's crazy like when you rewatch stuff um you start to pick up like little things whether it's like 
different plot devices or like shooting styles or even like for me I watch kids and we re-watch a lot of movies that I watched when I was a kid and just like picking up like the adult humor mm-hmm. in the show and I'm or in the movie or whatever we're watching I'm like wow that like completely went over my head yeah I completely get that yeah so honestly my analysis was so good I think I'm going to make like a whole separate video about it as yeah, like a, as yeah. a as YouTube video because I'm listening I'm like man I'm like you made some points you can do it in like five minutes like this would be a really good analysis video so I bought the episode on YouTube and I'm I'm going to make the recording happen so it's on my list I think maybe it's fresh in my mind I might do it after the billionaire after one but maybe my, I don't know I just I'll, it's on my list and I kind of want to do it and then um yeah after that I made my spring rolls which was fire and then I filmed the TikTok because I don't know. I've just been really trying to be like, okay, Joan, like what what can you do with your skills and try and make it fun? Make content, like make con- like try and market myself. So I'm like, well, I right. want to do something on TikTok. Like I like doing random videos on TikTok. Like that's fun. But like, I don't know. I like the TikTokers that have like series or like they're like prominent in like whatever niche that they're in. And I still love, I still love TV and film. And I'm like, kind of gearing away from acting, even though don't get me wrong, I miss acting. But now that I'm more aware of what's going on behind the scenes, you know, producing, writing, directing, stuff like that. I want to, I want to dig more into that. Like, I really want to produce more things. I think I, I like, am a good writer like I am a good writer I know I'm a good writer and I don't know I'm just like man I really can be a screenwriter like I really can just come up with shit and then sell it and make money off of it because like yeah I will have my passion projects but I know I'll be able to just pull shit out of my ass honestly a good job would be a tv writing job like that's like probably another like dream job that I would like to have at one point I would love to do that whether that be for my own show or a network or a studio or something like that and then mm-hmm. I was talking to Niall and he I, I got him a bomber jacket which looks so good on him oh my god so I got him a bomber jacket and he opened it up and I'm like there was something in there I was like oh my god is there a note and he was like no it's a Bob Evans receipt <laughs> and we're like no Bob Evans is canceled I was like, oh man, which was yeah, like that a- jacket went after him. What? I said that jacket went after him. The yeah, it, really, it really did. Okay, so quick context. Um, about two years ago, when me and my boyfriend um had our anniversary dinner, we had Bob Evans in the morning, and it did not settle with my boyfriend. So just imagine driving down the highway, and my dude is going to puke. No bag. No nothing rolls down the window and pukes so we had to pull over and we had to and on top of that it was 32 degrees so the puke froze oh my gosh and he he has never we've never been to bob evans since it was canceled and then on top of that he left his phone at the movie theater so we had to go back and get it and he just felt so sick like it was so bad but basically, I was like, oh, man, I wish I back to the story. I wish that um, the receipt was a note. And he was like, you know, Joan, I'm like, what? He was like, you could write a story about this. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, excuse me. Ooh. 
<laughs> he was like, like just imagine writing a story of someone like finds a coat or thrifts a coat or something, and there's a note in there, and it's like that, like that's the story, like and then whatever ensues after it. And I'm like, oh my god, now you're so right. And then it's been lingering in my head, and I'm like, you know, what I should do, I should make a a, a like a like a short film, like write one where someone thrifts this jacket or like it's a jacket laying around somewhere and then someone picks it up and then the um the note in there is a list of names and the person that picked it up their name is on it well that's spooky that sounds good it reminds me of like a thing that i wrote a few years ago i called it the shopping cart story Mm -hmm. i don't know if i ever told you it but it came to my mind like do you ever go to the grocery store and you see like a cart just full of shit in the middle of the aisle and like it's not like someone's stocking stuff. It looks like somebody's grocery shopping like trip. And I decided to write like a little short thing about like, man, everyone's just texting me. God, God. It's like Grand Central God. Station. I can't deal with that. CNN. Um, anyway, I just wrote about like, what is the story behind these shopping carts left in the middle of the aisles? Is it because somebody got a phone call that somebody died is it because they had a panic attack like what is the story behind this shopping cart I don't know why that kind of reminds me of that but kind of does it's very mundane but also it's very like for me it's thought provoking Mm -hmm. it's like the uh, plastic bag scene in uh, American Beauty (laughs) so beautiful so perfect just floating I'm like shut up but yeah he gave me that idea and I think it would be so cool and honestly, I need to take a day and just write down my ideas again. Like, write down an updated want list of what I want to create. Yeah, we're all creatives here. Creatives yes. are welcome here. Listen, I love poetry. Sometimes I got to criticize if you got roses are red, the back of your head. I can't wait to be dead. It's like, no, sorry. <laughs> but that's my per- that's my personal preference. I'm trying to buy my boyfriend a synth so he can start making music, make his robot music. And then maybe I'll learn how to play va- bass of- eventually. You know how many times I still think about, I'm like, man, we should just revive this collective idea. I know. I want to do it. It's just so hard with the pandemic at the same time. Because, like, if we're going to do stuff and make art or whatever, we want to definitely showcase it. When are we going to showcase it? And I don't want to do a Zoom zo- showcase, you know? Yeah. I want I want people to see the art and feel it almost. Not obviously like touch it, but like I guess we can always try and create a space or like rent a temporary space out for like a night or something. I don't know. I feel like we can create a space or something like that. Yeah, but the big issue would be is like getting reservations and how many people we would allow to come there with the pandemic. Right. Because like I'm sure there's limits. People well, would have to get like appointments or whatever. That'd be cool. Sorry, we're like brainstorming in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, something we should bring out. So this week we're actually going to be talking about our recommendations and favorites. Um, favorite TV shows and favorite movies. And then a little bit of extra, a little bit of spice to add to our podcast. So you guys can kind of get some ideas of what we like. And maybe, just maybe if we make like some social media, you guys could interact and tell us what you like. Yes. Honestly, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, should we make a YouTube channel? 
Should we make an Instagram? I was definitely thinking about running an Instagram. Oh, so you can run it. Oh yeah, most definitely. I feel like I've done it before. I've run art pages. I've run pages for my pets. I've run pages for other people. I got this. Uh, I will let you take the lead on that then. I don't care. Yes. (laughs) And I got a bigger following as far as like my pictures and stuff goes. Not saying that you don't, but I'm on Instagram a lot. I arguing. You do it. (sighs) Okay, so who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Um do like one one two two and then go back and forth like that oh yeah that works perfectly okay so um first movie that i have in mind is portrait of a lady on fire by celine um i don't know how to pronounce her last name it's looks like it says siama siama or something um don't quote me on that i'm just learning french because this is a french movie um, basically, a short synopsis of this movie is about two women. Um, one girl is planned to be married off, and one girl is being brought there to do a portrait of her in order to give to her future spouse. And during that, some very, very gay things happen. But overall, it's a very beautiful movie. Um, I would say... I would say it's comparable to Call Me By Your Name because it's that like unfortunate forbidden love. But also I just think the visuals are very beautiful. Um, The feeling, the emotions you can get from the cinematography and just the actors themselves. 10 out of 10 recommend. I would get this tattooed to me. Okay, I'm currently moving to my bed because I want to sit on my bed. Okay, so my first film slash television recommendation would be Bridgerton. Okay. Listen, I'm not one for romantic dramas, but this one is pretty steamy. And if you ask me for legit for a period piece, it seems very modern. So it is created by Chris D. Austin. Dan Austin? Chris Van Dusen. Wow. Way to butcher that down. Chris Van Dusen. Uh, Chris Van Dusen created the show he's one of the primary writers on the show but what kind of sold me on watching it was that it was produced by no other than Shonda Rhimes herself she was an executive producer and it's basically about a a family the Bridgerton family in their quest to find love during the Regency season of 1814 that's literally what it is if you like Perry pieces if you like romance there's you a lot like of gossip that. girl girl definitely the one for you um any other thoughts uh it's funny it's funny the characters are great lady dunbury when you come to her is the best character and i think i'll end it on that um the next one is a movie that i uh re-watched recently honestly i just re-watch movies i it's been so long since i've watched anything new because I have anxiety and I love comfort and knowing what's going to happen. But um, the most recent movie I watched was The Mummy, the 1999 one, starring the OG himbo, young, fine Brendan Fraser, and then um, Rachel Wise, and a whole bunch of other hot people. Okay, this movie was too hot for no reason. And if you have not seen The Mummy, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you need to go watch it. It's a very good one. 
It's about um, these two characters. They're basically like Rachel Wise's character is like an archaeologist slash explorer. She loves Egyptian history because she's part Egyptian, which is nice to hear, you know, part white, part Middle Eastern of some sort, because that's me. Um, and then Brendan Fraser's character, <clears throat> Rick O'Connell, is also like a treasure hunter, but he's the American and he's out here doing his thing, doing American things. And they discover the tomb of a uh, mummy of a pharaoh that once existed and he was essentially buried alive. And they were, again, being white people, fucking around with things they should not be fucking around with. And they released the mummy and they had to figure out how to calm him down. In a way, I've heard that this movie is a lot of people's sexual awakening, that they like men and women, and they're not wrong. We love that. Yes, I love that too. That's great. Have you seen The Mummy? No, not Raven Frazier. I have seen The Scorpion King, which is the prequel to The Mummy with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and not Lucy Liu. Oh, I forget who her name is, but it's another Asian actress. But, they needed to watch the first. I mean, you gotta watch like the OG guy. Yeah, but the Scorpion King is good. Have you seen the Scorpion King? No, I have not. I just love the Mummy. It's my comfort movie. Please watch Scorpion King. I'll watch it when you watch the Mummy. Fine, deal. So, um, my next show that I'm gonna talk about because Bridgerton's a show. Sorry, I forgot to say Bridgerton is a show that's only eight episodes long, and the first season premiered on Christmas of 2020. So it's quick watch. Go do it. But my second show that I'm going to put on my list is going to be no other than Law and Order SVU. Like Malika said, I am anxious. I am depressed. I need some comfort in my life. And Law and Order SVU just happens to be my comfort film. Okay. I I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it is what it is. And um, I'm actually not going to talk about the old episodes. I'm actually going to talk about the new episodes. And I guess a lot of people like to structure the episodes pre like post stapler and then the series with Stabler in it. Now, if for anyone who does not know, Elliot Stabler will be returning not only to SVU, but to the SVU universe because he's coming out with his own show called Law and Order Organized Crime. Basically, these last, I would say these last couple, like I would say after, I would say it really took a change when Amaro left. So like season 16. And like, you can just tell that the writers of Law & SVU actually take more time on building arcs and like they're ripped from the headline stories are very ripped from the headlines. And I don't know, I kind of like it. It's a little bit more grit. It's like honestly a lot more grittier than it was back in the 2000s. Now don't get me wrong, seasons four through six will always be superior. Those are the best episodes. No question. But I think I just still admire what the writers are doing now. Also, the SVU um, last year, season 21, did have its own podcast. And I did listen to all the episodes. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm watching right now on television. But yeah, I'll kick it over back to Mel. So a show that my boyfriend and I are um, binging right now because I have reached my weeaboo uh renaissance uh it's my rebirth um it's called the promised neverland by um kayu shirai i hope i pronounced that right it's a japanese name i literally while she was talking was trying to look up 
the pronunciations and listen because uh, I don't want to disrespect these uh, writers and directors. Um, so this show initially started as a manga. So if you don't know what a manga is, it basically is the Japanese form of a comic book. And instead of reading um, left to right, they read right to left. Just some fun facts. Um, basically, the storyline of the show follows three kids named Emma, Ray, and Norman. And they are born into this house. And they have this one woman named Mother that runs the house. And these kids all have tattoos on their necks. It's like prison tattoo style. Um, and they start to notice like something's off when one of their like siblings, I guess, because they're all like foster siblings, um, gets adopted. And they notice that her stuffed animal, her beloved stuffed animal, baby bunny, is left behind. And Emma and Ray... No, Emma Norman, sorry. I'm so like ahead in the storyline. Um, but Emma and Norman go investigate and they find something terrible is happening to them. So they need to plot an escape. And honestly, it's so good. The suspense is great. It's very anxiety inducing. I don't know why I like to give myself anxiety, but <laughs> um, it's really well animated. Um the storyline gets juicier and juicier. You learn some more stuff about the house and the family and what is actually happening. So 10 out of 10 recommend. And I believe they release episodes weekly now on Hulu. You can also watch it on Netflix. Okay. Love it. Love it. So my third recommendation is actually an action movie from 2010. It's called Salt. Now, Salt is probably one of my favorite action comfort films if you don't know what it is it's basically about um an f no no a cia agent who gets accused of being a russian spy and now she has to do everything that she needs to do to clear her name um it's starring angelina jolie and it has oh the guy that plays ray donovan uh leave schreiber and it also has she without you a four so pretty much the black british guy in some movies and then some <laughs> not <laughs> um but if you've ever seen children of men he plays the uh actually the villain in that but it's like a villain that comes like halfway through the movie well, you know what i mean but like he's also a doctor strange um he's in a good amount of stuff um yeah i watched that recently and it, it's just so comforting and what i like about salt so much is that this is literally the epitome of an action film starring a woman that i want i want a salt film for a black woman that is my like one of my one of my dream projects to do. I don't know how I'm going to create it. I don't know how I'm going to sculpt it, but it's going to happen. And there is kind of something that's kind of similar. There is this movie coming out this year starring Jessica Chastain and Lupita Nyong'o. I do not remember the title, but I did see the trailer about a couple months ago, and I got excited because you don't really see. And there's two more women. I just can't remember who it is, but you don't see four women leading a covert spy movie so i'm very excited and but i kind of want something like assault like alone type of person but yeah that's one of my comfort movies and that's uh that's my third one okay i'm going back to being a weeb um another movie that i just watched recently because my friends and i have uh weeb nights where we order bubble tea and eat ramen and watch anime um we watched this psychological thriller called perfect blue um i believe let me look up what it came out it's visually it's very pretty but also you can tell 
they purposely animate who the main character is to make him look really pretty and make everyone else ugly. Um, this movie came out in 1997, so it came out like when I was born. Um, but apparently it officially released in 1999. So the animation style is a little bit different than what animation we have today. It's about this um, <clears throat> good girl pop star who's part of a J-pop group. She quits her group because she wants to pursue acting. And it creates this internal struggle within her of abandoning this good girl um, look of being a J-pop singer to becoming an actress and doing very risque roles, doing risque photo shoots. And it's just a struggle and everyone around her um, <clears throat> is like, you know, like, why did you quit? Why'd you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And then she realizes she goes home <clears throat> and her, like one of her managers takes her home and sets up a computer for her. And they're looking through the computer and they find that there is a website dedicated to her, like a fan site. And she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. But the website knew exactly what she did that day. So she's trying to figure out what she did. You know, who's doing this? Who's stalking her? And there's this guy that's like following her around being creepy. And we all assume it's him, but it turns out to be somebody much closer. I don't know. It was really good. It did leave me on my like toes. Um, <clears throat> and also watching it in the Japanese with the subtitles you know you've really had to pay attention to what's happening I noticed a lot of my movies are like foreign or like or in a different language entirely but yeah 10 out of 10 recommend I love it yeah honestly I feel like when we're doing our top five we should get some like general honorable mentions yes that'd be fun because I feel I feel like that would be longer but like it would just be like a quick like you should watch this too but anyway um so my third item on the list i'm sorry my fourth mm -hmm. is a movie that i recently watched that came out a couple weeks ago and it's called the little things i thought i was gonna say the judas and black messiah i'm like are you having finished that yet no i actually have not finished that yet <laughs> um but basically um the little thing starring jared leto denzel and Rami Malek and let me tell you okay I have to spoil this movie it's not good spoilers it's not good <laughs> like like they try to take a whole like seven route with it oh, and no. Jared Leto okay I applaud Jared Leto really yes he's really I don't even though I heard he's a leader of a cult um I heard so many things about Jared Leto he's honestly just like a creepy guy in general yeah but anyway so basically <laughs> he um he was good and i was like denzel and rami weren't but like you can just tell denzel was just trying to cut his check you know it did it seem like the plot or anything was like half-baked yes i feel like for a detective film it didn't go anywhere oh that's not good like, like unless, unless they're gonna make a sequel of it I feel like that's fine but like if that's the whole film and no sequels coming and it's just like, like nothing happened like they had the crimes happen and then like they had so i don't know maybe i was just blanking out during the police work aspect of the film even though i feel like for police work it has to be more gripping and it really wasn't and then they had one suspicion on a guy jared leto and 
like he was literally just fucking with him like that dude did not i think the first red flag the first red flag was when they literally said this dude has been arrested before but then falsely admitted guilt falsely claimed that he killed all these other people when he did not so why the fuck would you try to pin this shit on him are you saying that jared leto did that he falsely claimed that he killed all these people yes previously in another case so this is me knowing stuff about serial killers and like weird things there's a lot of people out there that like to claim that they did all of these heinous crimes just for the attention yeah that was the first red flag but yet they really thought that he did it and i'm like he didn't that's like the first sign of doubt but no and then remy malik had to be all in his feelings oh my god and he killed him oh so it really was the seven approach yeah, so basically what happened was Denzel and Rami, they were tailing Jared. And then... So it really is just a knockoff seven. I mean, minus the seven sins. Yeah. And, like, it's, I guess let's talk about, like, the little things. Because, like, Denzel Washington's character is a sheriff. But he did work as a detective for the LAPD. But not, was it LA? Yeah, yeah. For the LAPD. And he had to get kicked off because... The last cases that he worked with was this serial killer that he thinks is related to the killer that Rami is searching now. And it, gave, it literally gave him a heart attack. It literally gave him a heart attack. His colleagues found him on the floor. It was serious. And this bitch literally is still dealing with it. And literally, so they're tailing him. And then the dude was like, I know where these women are. Come with so me. Yes, so then they drive to a fucking desert and then he makes them dig holes and then he's just like, oh, she's not here. She could be in another spot and just literally fucked with him so much that Rami Malek killed his ass and then Denzel and him covered it up and then that was the end of the movie. Is that seven plus a holes reference? I'm tired, Grandpa. I'm still I mean, literally, though, it, it really was a Holes reference. They they did they used that drone shot, and it was Holes everywhere. So, like, and, the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> you really, you really? This one was so drawn out. But, like, I, I'm not even recommending. I don't even know why it's on my list recommending it. It's not, it's not a recommendation. It's just more of, like, here's what I watched, and then it's not good. I just feel like I had to talk about it. You know what? It's fine because they don't know what not to watch, or if they're curious from listening to it, maybe they can watch and try to see what yeah, is wrong come, with it. Come up with your own opinion and like let us know once we get social media. Yeah, once we get social media, please like tell us what's going on. Yeah, um, because like it's not good. It's a solid like D plus. Oof. Like so it's happy. not good, and I was Why so bad. Why am I looking it up on um <laughs> tomatoes? No, I'm looking it up on Letterboxd. Of course, of course. Listen. Also, you follow us on Letterboxd. We watch movies a lot. Listen. It's bad. What's it called? Also, yeah, follow us on Letterboxd. What? What's the movie called again? I, I totally forgot. <laughs> the little things. <laughs> it's so bad. I had to rant about that. Like the promos are good whoever they paid for their marketing team they deserve their paycheck but uh uh-uh like 
Sorry, that was my dog. Okay, before we switch over to what uh, another thing I'm watching, listen to this uh, review here on Letterboxd by Mario. I'm ready. He gave it a one and a half star. He said, Denzel, just give me my check. Rami Malik, this is way harder when I can't lip sync my way through a performance. Oof. Um, Jared Leto, I didn't bathe for over six months. Murdered three hamsters and developed a hilarious strut in preparation for this role. <laughs> I mean, Denzel was just trying to cut a check. Mr. Washington. So the final like show recommendation that I put if you are a person that enjoys the melancholy and again, forbidden love or love that never happens and you want your heart breaking, broken, not breaking, broken continuously, I recommend Normal People, which was adopted from the book by Sally Rooney, which is really awesome to think about. I think she was like 19 when she wrote the book and that was like two years ago. So she is young. She wrote this and I applaud that heavily because I want that to be to be myself one day. Um, but basically you follow two characters named Connell and Marianne. Uh, Marianne is the know-it-all at school. She's kind of a bitch. Nobody likes her because she's this know-it-all and she's just weird. And then Connell is the star football player, not football as in American football, but like football as in soccer. This is set in Ireland and um, which is really interesting. I never hear a lot of like literature coming from Ireland it's obviously like you know British literature but basically it follows these two characters and they like secretly fuck around there's a lot of heavy sex in here so if you like watching steamy stuff this might be for you um it's on Hulu but basically they have kind of like a hidden relationship and they're too scared to show you know each other like show themselves off into the world like when they're in high school then it follows them into college and Marianne completely blossoms. She becomes this beautiful social butterfly and Connell kind of falls to the wayside. He becomes the opposite of Marianne. They honestly switch sides and they keep like running into each other and falling in love with each other again and again. And then she gets with these weird guys that mistreat her. And then of course there's mental illness involved. And honestly, I don't know why I've like watched it so many times and reread the book so many times. It's very good. And it leaves you feeling like I said before I um, told you guys about it, very melancholic, very, I don't know, meh, but also you're like, huh, I might cry at any moment. <laughs> so I recommend it heavily. I've watched it so many times during this whole Panasonic Panera bread. Um, <laughs> Papa John's. Yeah. Papa John's. Holly Pocket. Oh my God. But yeah, I guess it's the end for me. Do you have anything else? Yeah, one more. I have my one last one. This one that's actually been on my list primarily because every single screenwriting book that I have read has used this specific movie as their example. Oh, please tell me. Chinatown, directed by Roman Polanski. I know. When's he going to die? When are him and Woody Allen going to die? So, I mean, yeah, I was directed by his dumb ass. And I hate to admit it. It's a good film. <laughs> Wait, is Roman Polanski still alive? Yes, he's currently in another country. Because if he comes to the U.S., his ass going to get arrested. <laughs> Man, this dude is 87 years old. He's in Poland? Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. I will say, Chinatown's really good. And they're 
unfortunately taking it off HBO Max this month. Well, good thing I got my watch in. And basically, Chinatown, it's pretty much about this guy who was a cop for the LAPD and then becomes a private investigator after a case. And so now he has gotten a case of, like, mistaken identity. There's murder. There's an affair with, like, the guy's wife who died. Um, Incest. It's so crazy. Of course, that's fucking creepy-ass shit. It's a noir. It's definitely a noir. And it's set in the 1930s. Um, but yeah, I actually really liked it. Like it takes us, it takes a little bit to get into it. Like I think I really got into it like maybe 25, 30 minutes in, and it's a two-hour movie. But once you get settled in, it's really good. It's a really good one. I really enjoyed it. It has Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. Listen, Jack Nicholson. He's a weirdo. He's a weird-looking man. But when he was younger, he could get it. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I am honestly another weird comfort movie of mine is The Shining. I own it on DVD. I watch it like once a month. I don't know why. Don't ask. Don't ask. Why, bitch? I don't know. <laughs> don't ask. I don't know. So funny. You're so funny. I don't know. I, I guess I've I've been watching that movie since I was a kid. I remember watching it with my mom. My mom made me watch a lot of fucked up shit. But that's why I am the person I am today. <laughs> You're funny. Um, yeah, so those are our top five recommendations. And now you're going to get a rapid fire honorable mention. Of just like anything? Or anything, like- anything. Oh, let's go. Anything. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Bratz, the movie. Please watch it. Um, If you like listening to podcasts and you like listening to stuff about murder, you should definitely listen to Morbid because these girls, Ashes and Elena, they come together and talk about some fucked up shit and they give you a good laugh with it. I listened to this one about Willie Picker- Pinkerton. Pinkerton. He owned a pig ranch out in Canada. He was fucking crazy. I still die thinking about Piggy's Palace, A Good Time Society, which was a really fucked up bar that they ran. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So to do everything, I have a couple of YouTube recommendations. Um, first off, I have discovered a new commentary YouTuber. Her name is uh, Ava, Ava, Ava on Demand, and she's a blah woman. And her commentary videos are actually really good. Melika, you should watch some. Um, another one that I discovered, um, it's called, her name is Lena, and her YouTube channel is called Lena Lifts. And she lives in Jersey. She's an Aquarius. And she is funny as hell. Like, she is funny. I like her a lot. And she does, like, I would say fitness primarily. She does vlogging and, like, college stuff. But also she does do some fitness-related videos, like her workout videos, like what does she does for her workouts. Um, another one that I'd like to, um, say, Amanda Mariana, she's also another black woman, and and she is a film slash, a a film theory SAS critique channel, also she does, like, some, like, vlog stuff, and some, like, lifestyle, it's a mix, but primarily, it's honestly related to film and TV, and she's really cute, 
she's really her voice is so soothing um i think i have two more youtube recommendations let me go here there's another girl her name is annie fang she's a high schooler who does like what do i eat in a week videos and i don't know i've been like obsessed with her videos lately and they're kind of nice and she eats green grapes like me so that's fun and the last one i'll recommend is devin nicole she is another black woman okay she does lifestyle vlogs i think she lives in virginia and she reminds me of myself like literally i think we're close to the same size she might be a little bit smaller than me we she, love representation in the media we consume she has um like light skin as me and she's just super duper cute i think she's older than me but she looks so cute and i love her so those are my youtube recommendations um i guess i'm gonna do some like quick book recommendations one book that i highly recommend for people out there who want to deal with trauma it is the book, The Body Keeps the Score for the Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma, because trauma is real. Um, it is written by Bessel van der Kolk, MD. And he basically, like, <clears throat> he talks about ways to face your trauma, whether you are a soldier or you're a person dealing with traumas of life from your parents, from your family, et cetera, et cetera, and how trauma can affect any part of your life um 10 out of 10 recommend it's actually like a highly highly recommended book um another book that i'm reading because i love the jake gyllenhaal um movie starring him um zodiac i'm reading about the zodiac killer um it is written by uh robert gray smith which this man is real he dedicated his most of his life to trying to find who the zodiac killer was and he was working for the um what newspaper? The San Francisco Chronicle at the time. And they he was there when they first received the first Zodiac letter. And what's really interesting within this past year or past couple of years, I think they figured out who the Zodiac killer was and he was correct. And I believe they solved one of his ciphers, which crazy. Go back to when Ted Cruz was a Zodiac killer. Right. Um, another book that I've been, uh, that I reread from time to time um is the white album by joan didion and it is a series of essays and articles that she wrote in her life in the 70s um she's a very prolific writer especially if you want like a female's point of view in writing 10 out of 10 recommend you can definitely hear lots of stories about rock stars and the black panther movement speaking of black panthers um i also love the I believe it's Asada Shakur's autobiography that she wrote. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I love her style of writing and I love hearing her story from her point of view because nobody in America wants her. That's why she's out there in Cuba. Okay. Because she was out here doing the things that she needs to do. So those are some like book recommendations and I'll just slide in another like podcast recommendation i'm sure you all have heard of if you like true crime crime junkies are my girls i listen to their new episodes every monday and i love hearing their stories and i think they're fun and i like hearing all things fucked up so <laughs> please tell me about them um if you like another fucked up thing i have also an actually i have two podcast recommendations my first one is um that's messed up which is the law and order svu podcast by two comedians liza and ilsa 
please watch please listen to it it is hilarious they pretty much do their like weekly recap then they go into the episode then they go into the real life crime behind it and then they usually do an interview from someone from the episode so that one's really good i highly recommend it and then another podcast that i've been listening to is called ratchet and respectable is hosted by a black woman her name is demetria i need to hold on i need to look up her her full name um but she is a 40 year old writer so her name is demetria lucas and basically her show is about like pretty much like recaps of pop culture and just giving her own opinions about it and i was listening to one earlier and she was talking about you know like Married at First Sight, the show, Serena Williams, Ted Cruz, David Ramsey, and then she also had a guest from someone from the show Snowfall, which now, honestly, after listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I should jump back into Snowfall because I started watching it. I got like three, four episodes in, so I'm kind of convinced. Um, so that's the two podcast recommendations I have. So I did that. Okay, and then here's just a couple more like movie and TV recommendations um off my top of my head i watched oceans eight the other on my birthday so i recommend that too that's fun if you like the ocean series and like a spinoff if you like literally any of the ladies that i list here sandra bullock kate blanchett aquafina rihanna Hel- uh, helena bonham carter sarah paulson Anne hathaway please go watch that movie that's a good movie show i did watch swat the other day if you don't know what swat is swat is this movie from the 2000s it has like young jeremy renner colin farrell samuel jackson hello cool j michelle uh rodriguez like it's pretty much about people in swat learning how to be swat and then dealing with like a big crime like a robbery or something like that oh i think edward norton is also in this movie that's my man i love ed norton or am I thinking of the Italian job? I think I'm thinking of the Italian job. Um, yeah. What are some other like shows and stuff I've been watching? I started watching. I'm still in the first season of Veronica Mars. I do kind of want to finish Veronica Mars. I do like it so far. I do like crime stuff. That one is good. Oh, if you like docu-series, I watched the one on Netflix um, about Jeffrey Epstein. If you have oh, like, if you have the stomach for it, then yeah, go ahead and watch it. It's very interesting. But if you don't, um completely understandable that man is fucked up so god he's dead he literally did a lot of fucking things and then the fact that he was best friends with lex wexner and owned a house in new albany i literally can't deal with that and was president of the four i mean friends with the president of the united states the former president that we will not talk about and a lot of presidents honestly i had to stop watching it after like four episodes because i could feel it like mentally affecting me and i'm like oof but if you do have a stomach for it, like she said, go for it. Yeah, because I, I, I watched it no problem. Like, I, like, watched through it because I, I think I was just genuinely interested. And, I mean, I don't want to make any conclusions, but I will fairly say from the women that they interviewed and most of the women that they showed, most of them were white women. That's true. Which I think is very interesting. And yeah. it's like, and, and honestly, I can't really draw any conclusions from that, but that's something I didn't notice. So I'm just like, huh, you know? And so, yeah. So if you like docuseries, go ahead. If you like documentaries, um, here's some good ones. 
I'm your Negro. It's Black History Month. Go watch it. Um, that's a good one. Basically about James Baldwin, um, and his writing. It's pretty much like taking his his like last book that he was writing about Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and a third activist that I can't remember his name. But they pretty much take it and they kind of rework it, and that's a really good documentary. I feel like if we want to keep with the Black History Month trend, watch the Nina Simone one. We love uh, Miss Nina. That documentary, Nina Simone, is actually really good. Oh, yeah. It came out forever ago, but I still watch it from time to time because she is such a prolific woman. And yeah, everyone should learn about her. Her music's bomb. Also, there is this other documentary, part of like a documentary series. I cannot remember the title of it. But there was one about Sam Cooke. Go watch that one. That one is very interesting. Where can you watch that? Netflix. If you don't know who Sam Cooke is, Sam Cooke was a 60s artist. And he made the song, A Change is Gonna Come. If you don't know what that is, it's, I was born by the river. It's that song. He made that song. And that documentary (laughs) is very interesting. And it's only an hour long. Like, you have 59 minutes to spare. Go watch that um any other movies that i watch oh i watched smart house on disney plus a feminist film a feminist movie a feminist movie okay sarah the architect she oh. she really did not need no man <laughs> she wanted ben's dad she did not she wanted him she did not need him and she knew that um i forgot to mention this is a show that i've been watching recently um I'm rewatching the hit American classic, iCarly, starring the Miranda Cosgrove, the Nathan Cress, and the Jeanette McCurdy, starring also King Jerry Trainer <laughs> and Gibby. I just find that Gibby's name is Gibson Gibson. It's Noah Munich. I know, but the the character's name, the reason why he's called Gibby, his actual name, his character's actual name is Gibby Gibson Gibson. Of course it is. Um, but yeah, rewatch iCarly, guys. <laughs> I had another one that's like that similar to iCarly. I can't remember now, but yeah, we just have a whole bunch of different recommendations. I don't, I'm really trying to think. I'm like, what did I watch? I feel like. Or once we get our social media up, guys, you can tell us what you've been watching. Yes, we will get social media up. That's going to happen. Hell, I might even do that today. I ain't got nothing going on. Actually, I do have a lot going on, but I'd rather be distracted. Yay, distractions. Um, but yeah, also, I guess here are some of this, my top favorite movies. Um, I am that bitch, okay? I like the Fast and Furious franchise. Please make fun of me all you want. I love that shit. And the best one, the best ones, Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast, Furious Six, okay? Those are good. Also, um book smart if you have not seen book smart let me tell you i think truly it's the best film to represent high school right now like when yes. we when we watched it it was me mel elena our, our friend elena and my sister ash no it was just us three i lied just, no, us, three. just us three ashley didn't come yeah I remember. so this we went and we saw it, on my leg and we saw it at the gateway which is near osu and let me tell you I know Mel and Elena laughed, but my ass was rolling on that chair, okay? <laughs> that shit was funny. That movie is hilarious. Isn't like, Gigi? The, isn't um, the, what's her name? Bean? Is that her name? 
Beanie Feenstale, Joni Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, was she like, I don't know why I guess Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill mixed up. They literally look no, like they look so different, but I think it's because the content they create is about the same. What's more, we'll have you rolling on the floor. It is hilarious. It is funny. It is good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. A bomb. And it's like low key, low key diverse. But you know, I feel like there are a couple black characters, but there's a lot more like LGBT characters. We love gay representation. If you guys could not tell by my movies, I like gay things. That's a good one. I love Book Smart. Hairspray is always a good one. The 2007 version. That's good. <laughs> Was it Nikki, what's her name? Nikki Blon- Blonsky. I heard some like controversial things about her recently. I feel like I have too. Would you? Would you hear? I heard that she's like a she was a Trump supporter or is a Trump supporter of some sort. Pitiful. I know. Pitiful. Um. Yeah, but those are some of my favorite films. Malika, your favorite films? <sighs> okay. Um. When I was in high school, I really loved The Graduate, starring Dustin Hoffman. You know, the movie primarily composed of Simon and Garfunkel music, Mrs. Robinson, you know, the, the whole shebang. Um, I'm trying to think. I have such a hard time because, like, I feel like I have so many movies that I've watched over the years. So I'm like, this is my favorite. It changes. Um, what else? I did rewatch Inspector Gadget the other night. <laughs> I saw your review on Letterboxd. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. But um, and then I rewatched Spy Kids. Can we just address Spy Kids for a second, or anything that that like specific like producer makes? Anything that they make, they have so much Hispanic representation, which is so awesome. And people have the audacity to say, "Oh, we can't make that about black people." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Can't make black people spies? You can't make black people superheroes?" You can't do that? Spy huh? Kids is amazing. I know. It's so funny. I still want that Big Mac microwave. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm having such a hard time. Um, I rewatched The Chronicles of Narnia. So if you were a Christian kid and went to Christian school who wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter in school, Chronicles of Narnia is for you. You got Liam Neeson in there. Wait, wait, wait. That's like Chris- no, Chronicles of Narnia is Christian? Yeah, it was written by C.S. Lewis, which he is a Christian essayist slash writer. Um, if you look back through the story, sorry guys, I'm getting religious in here. I'm not religious anymore, but I just know these things now. Um, basically, Aslan is the representation of Jesus. He does die and he does come back to life and he bestows forgiveness upon Edmund, who was the Judas of the group who turned in Aslan. Uh, Edmund was the younger brother and he was a bitch honestly Taylor says that he does not agree with me but I think Edmund was a bitch he traded his family in for some fucking Turkish delight what (laughs) but um yeah it is biblical I'm like low-key mad about that but whatever well you're mad that it's religious I guess I shouldn't really be mad about that, but, like, I guess it's just, like, wow, like, I don't know. I just never, I never got that. Yeah, I obviously did because I went to a Christian school and elementary school, so I just know these things. And also, I just know the background about C.S. Lewis. Him and uh, J.R. Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series, were 
best friends. So low-key, they kind of influence each other. Things that I know. Yeah, I think we've given you a lot uh, for, uh, we've given, we've given okay, our, our listeners a lot of different things to choose from, different varieties, different platforms. We are, we are diverse. Diversity. But yeah, so those are our recommendations for podcasts, films, TV, and books. and YouTube and books. Now you may be wondering, you guys left out one specific thing. Music. Well, we got you guys covered. Next week, we'll be giving our music recommendations. And music to us is very important. So we just had to give it its own episode. Yeah, we don't want to like overwhelm you guys with so many other uh, medias to look into. So why not dedicate a whole thing to music? How am I even make a podcast that you are not podcast? A playlist on my Spotify you could follow and listen to the songs that we both like. Oh, that's such a clever idea, Mel. You see, this is why we have great chemistry. Because she just knows. I do. I do. Well, guys, it was really fun talking this episode. Nothing too heavy. Just a lot of fun. And hopefully you guys are getting to know us more and liking what we're putting out. Yes, I had fun. I hope you guys had fun. And we'll catch you guys next week. See you next Thursday. Thank you.